The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. And if you want, you can watch the show at uh, on um, Rumble. You just go to Matt Slick Live, rumble.com forward slash Matt Slick Live. And we also have it on YouTube, don't we? Is that right? Put it in the private chat where that is so I can point people to that as well. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. All right. Yeah, all those letters don't work. It didn't, it's going to be something like, you know, YouTube forward slash, you know, that match like live, isn't that the URL? You can check and see if it works. So, um, Let's see. We've got a caller coming in. Thinking about the baptism thing from yesterday. We've got so much going on. And uh, I'm trying to think different directions to go here. I mean, i got a, I got a bunch of stuff we can talk about. But uh, we'll get the callers coming in. Hey, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Now, tonight I plan to write a newsletter. Let's do it last night. I just I ran out of time. I just have too much to do. And... There's two things, and I, and I got to get this out because I know that people listen, and I know that they help out with the, with the, um, uh, what do I could call it, the, uh, <laughs> the wish list. Oh, wow, I'm tired. And um, the camera I use right here, right now, it's a just a cam, you know, it's a USB cam, and the picture's never sharp. And I've seen people on videos and they're sharp and I ask what they're doing and they're using different cameras and so I've been doing research now for weeks and weeks on cameras and maybe there's somebody out there who knows a good camera maybe a DSLR or something like that I don't know that uh, I can put right up above my normal camera and uh, hook everything in and it'll give a nice sharp picture and one of the reasons I want to do that is because I want to sit right here in this chair I want to start doing commentaries and I'm working on that on a video today for that and lapel mic and all of that kind of stuff and I want to be able to have a camera that will be sharp at right here because uh, I got a video room and that's for uh, bigger and different videos but I want to be able to do impromptu stuff like you know what I just email hey, I'm gonna do this oh hey I'll, I'll write about that and uh, I got some other ideas so if anybody knows about cameras what a good camera would be that has a mic input uh, preferably Canon because I've got Canon lens two, two lenses but whatever uh, that would be work, workable for vlog or something that that gives a high quality output can be streamed and I have a cam link so I can do that so in the, anyone who knows knows what I'm saying if you don't then okay but you can email me info at info at karm.org info at karm.org which reminds me if you want you can send in a comment or a question for the radio show just uh, info at karm.org info at karm.org oh that reminds me so i had a uh, on the wish list I, I, tr I try and save money i really try and save money best i can and i had a 40 dollar uh wireless mic and we used it at salt lake city and i listened to it 
for the first time at a recording, and it's not that good. So I've got to get something better, and I don't. I just do not like putting things up on on the wish list that costs hundreds of dollars. I don't like doing that. I don't want to do that, but I may have to. So I'm trying to get something that's good, and people are saying this one thing is really good, 250 bucks kind of thing, and a camera. You know, it's just whew, to make something good is not always that easy, but that's just how it goes sometimes. All right, two open lines, eight seven seven. Two zero seven two two seven six, and um, why? Let's see now. I think what we'll do. Those who pray to Mary go to hell. Well, let's let's get on the air here with Angie. Angie, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Hey, hi. So, so I have that? a question. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Catholics go, um, are they going to go to hell? Yes. Because they pray to Mary, or are they just going to be, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like, if they believe in All the right. Trinity. Well, um, you can have someone believe in the Trinity, and like the Catholics do, and then add works to salvation, and it validates the salvation because they add works. So if you believe official Roman Catholic theology, you can't go to heaven. You're gonna, when you die, you go to hell because it denies the true gospel, and it really does. Now, what do you do if you have someone who, let's say, was a Baptist who understood the truth and um, knows who Jesus is, or even a Catholic, someone who's raised, just hasn't bought into all the, the idiocy and the lies of Catholicism, and they're believing in the Trinity, the deity of Christ, hypostatic union, or that means the two natures, who's died on the cross, rose from the dead. And they trust in him alone. They don't put trust in him and their baptism, him and their Eucharist, and him and their law-keeping, but they don't do that. But they pray to Mary. Now, would they be disqualified? I'd say, well, I'd say probably they'll go to heaven because they're trusting in the essentials. Um, Praying to Mary is a form of idolatry, and we're not to do that. So I can't judge someone's heart in that situation, say they believe enough or don't believe enough. It'd be up to God to decide. But I would say that someone who is truly regenerate eventually will stop praying to, to idols and false gods and things like that. And so... Someone okay. like that, you know, you'd think in a year or two or three, whatever it is, they'd say, well, this isn't right praying to Mary, you know, she's nobody compared to God and compared to Jesus. So uh, that's what I would say, you know, it depends okay. on the situation. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that helps. All right. Okay. All right. Well, good. Thank you so very much. Keep up the good work. Okay. Thank you. Bye. God bless. All right. Let's get on with Nathan from Massachusetts. Nathan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, brother. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. And uh, no, my name's not really Nathan. I just don't want to give out my real name. So. That's all right. Well, you know that, but it's uh, okay. But so I um, love you. I um, watch a lot. I um, actually came into the Reformed faith. Um, loved you. Before, still love you now. So I uh, just want you to know there are many people that hate you, and uh, mm-hmm. I stand against them with you. So it's uh, a real thing. I, I got a letter in yeah. the mail, a multi page letter, and uh, this guy was just, I mean, typed out how evil I am and everything. Wow. I'm just going to get it of research course. on the air on Friday. But at any rate, but hey, hey, I appreciate the support. really do. Of course, brother. Um, anyway, so, um, 
So, so my question is this. Now, this is something that I, I was just listening to, like, a documentary um, last night, the night before. I don't even know. But uh, they were criticizing the New Testament because um, there is this thing. And so this thing that I want to ask you about is... Okay. So, John, um, you, you have Jesus, uh, you have Andrew, no, 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 it's Philip that brings the disciples to Jesus. But then in the Synoptic Gospels, you have Jesus going to the disciples. And it's not, you know, don't think that I'm some novice because I haven't thought about this. It's just that I really haven't doubted the New Testament um, whenever I read it. But, but, but now um, I'm, I'm actually considering why. So why is, uh, yeah, what, what's, what's, uh, how do we reconcile this here? So what's the issue in the New Testament then? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, there. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see an issue. I don't, I don't see an issue at all. Um, it's just that, that they, they, that they, 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 I want to know, and I think that a lot of people want to know what what. So, so who found Jesus first? I mean, what what is it? Is oh. Christ went to um, to Simon and Peter? Yeah, I feel like you didn't understand my my first question. Maybe no, that's okay. Yeah. So you want to know about the chronology of of appearing yes, yes. at the tomb? Okay. That's right. All right. So, okay. First of all, there's something called ethnocentricity, and ethnocentricity is the idea that my culture right now, that's how I'm going to judge your culture 2,000 years ago. And if you don't fit 2,000 years ago what I say now, then you are wrong back then. It's called ethnocentricity. That our culture, or the culture you're in, determines how another culture is. And then you judge it that way. That's one of the mistakes a lot of people do. For example, in the Bible it says, a bat is a bird. Well, wait a minute, bird, that can't be a bird, that's wrong. A bat is not a bird. Well, in that culture, it was. They just defined it that way. There's no problem. All those winged things that look like that, it was just a broad category, and they said that. Well, it fits perfectly for what they said. We don't want to use modern terms for the old. Okay? So, what do you do when you have a chronology issue? First of all, a contradiction occurs when one makes the other impossible. So if I say, it is the case that I'm speaking with you, it's also not the case that I'm speaking with you at the same time, in the same sense, in the same way. Well, that both of those statements can't be true. Okay? You with me? Of course. Are you there? Okay. So a lot of times what people will do is they'll say, oh, Oh, sorry. So a lot of times what people will do is say, oh, it's a contradiction. Because here it says, you know, this person did this, and the other person said that person did that. So when you go to the issue of the resurrection and who saw Jesus first, well, in Matthew, I'm looking at my notes here, it says uh, Jesus met them and gathered them. The three women saw him, Mary Magdalene, the disciples, Mary, Cephas, and the Twelve. There's not a contradiction. The first one to see Jesus after his resurrection was Mary Magdalene, just as it says in Mark 16:9. And the others saw him afterwards. The context of the other verses doesn't present any problem at all. So what we see here... Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, for example, Matthew wrote to the Jews. The Jews would sometimes represent something, not chronologically, but in 
the series of importance. This was normal to them. They would say things like, truly, 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 I say to you. Well, what do you mean, truly, truly, truly? What did you say, I'm saying to you, truly? Well, this is their culture. So, in, and they would use exaggeration. They would use all kinds of uh, synecdoches. They would use uh, metonyms. They would use antonyms, synonyms. They use all kinds of, of things to communicate things in different ways. So Matthew was written to the Jews, and he would then extract things out of Matthew that were not necessarily chronologically ordered, but were for the purpose of making a certain kind of a point. And the average Jew reading this would understand that. Today, people could say, oh, over here it says Mary was first one, and other, over there it says Mary Magdalene, over there it says Mary, uh, you know, whatever, the mother of Jesus. Well, it doesn't say first. It says, then she right. went at this time, and she went at that time. No contradiction, because you right. can both do those at different times. And so the of different course. writers... Of course. Right. The different writers will bring up different uh, aspects to emphasize certain things. One of them might want to focus on Mary, as Mary the mother of Jesus, as John did. But Mary Magdalene was focusing on, uh, a Mark focused on Mary Magdalene. Right. So you see, there's just different things. And, and uh, critics, and I always have to correct the critics. I say, do you understand how it works? In the yeah, of course. They, they, of, they, they come yeah. to conclusions too fast. Which yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. And so I've studied this. This is not at the top of my tongue, but I've done a resurrection chronology of Jesus, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's on Karma. And we have breaks. Hold on, man. We got a break. I know I was giving a lot of information, but hold on. We'll get back okay. and you can jump okay. right in and comment. Okay. Hey, folks, we have three open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, and welcome back to the show. Let's see, I think we lost him. He, if he wants to call back, I don't see him. Uh, the guy we're just talking to about everything. All right, hey, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get to April from North Carolina. April, welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Um, hey, I'm, I may have bad service here. I'm not sure. That's all right. Um, I hear you. One of my, I had, I had a few different questions. I don't know if I can do that or not. Sure. There's um, nobody waiting right now, so go ahead. Okay, one question was, like exceptions. Um, let's say somebody develops Alzheimer's. They were never brought up in Christian faith. Then they develop Alzheimer's. What I mean, you know, they believe that maybe they weren't saved. Well, the Bible doesn't tell us. You know, I don't understand. I would, as, okay. yeah, I would just assume that, you know, if they're regenerate, that God's regenerated them. He's, he's made them born again, First Peter 1, 3, and they don't become unborn again because of a mental problem. I would say, you know, it, it just works, and... And you could even have a, uh, you know, someone with Alzheimer's denying Jesus when they were Christians their whole lives, you know. And God, you know, God, God knows what He's doing. He grants faith. He grants repentance. He's when He regenerates. So, I wouldn't see anywhere where God would then say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you denied me, so now I'm gonna, you know, you know, because of your mental illness, and now you're going to hell." No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get that. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. Another question is um, once saved, always saved. I was always brought up to believe once saved, always saved. Mm -hmm. So I have some people making me doubt that. Okay. I guess... um, if you, I have some people that tell me if you die in sin, you're going to hell. <laughs> then, then they're in trouble. That, I mean, <laughs> well, they're in trouble. Everybody right, sins. Because everybody sins. There's and no way around it, right? I mean, yeah, just, just ask them. Look, when people tell me that, if you die in your sin, oh, you mean then my, I keep my salvation by how I repent? Is that it? So you're telling me that right. if I commit a sin, like I lust after a woman, and then I die right there, oh, I'm going to hell? Is that what you're saying? Because I didn't ask forgiveness? So then you're saying that I, my, I keep my position and my place with God by how good I am in my repentance. And I'd say to them, how do you know that's not a great sin that you need to repent of? You see? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I know I've heard you talk about children before mm-hmm. and the age of accountability. Yeah. You know, I I do wonder about that a lot. I have an eight-year-old daughter, and I think about her. Mm-hmm. And it, it just bothers me because it's... Okay, you're, going, you're going in and out of... of uh, so, have an eight-year-old daughter, and then it went blank, and then you said... You know, bothers you. I don't. So I, I think I missed something important there. Are you still there? I'm sorry. I lost you there for a second. Yeah. Eight year old daughter. Okay. Well, I mean, I just I think about that a lot. About what? Because um, I missed it. You know, missed if something it. were to happen. Oh, I'm sorry. If something were to happen, or if the rapture were to happen, you know, is she going to be left behind? Well, that's for God I mean, to decide. Know. And just so you know, I believe we're going through to tribulation. So <laughs> she'll be old enough later. Right. Uh, but but uh, generally, you know, a lot of people hold to the idea that, that the children are, are going to be with the Lord. And there's some reasons for it, but we can't guarantee that. Um, and, and, you know, your job is to present the truth to her and be a good mom and all that kind of stuff. And you know, just leave it to God, and and pray for her. That's what that's what you can do. That's what you should do. You know, and yeah. just keep trusting. That's what I have to do with my daughters. And I'll tell you, I wish God would take my advice. I wish He would, but <laughs> he, he doesn't listen to me any. Okay. That's for sure. Okay. You know? Well, I thank you so much. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got anything else you want to ask? That's it. Okay. I hope that helped. All right. There's there's a lot of questions, but no time. Just call back. What I do, I love to answer questions. Okay? I will do that. All right. Thank you. You too. You too. God bless. Okay, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. You can also, you can also email me at info at karm.org, info at karm.org, and um, 
you can you know just type in in the subject you know co- uh, radio question or uh, radio comment. Put r- word radio in there, and we'll know. All right. So how about we get on with Nathan from Massachusetts? Nathan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, brother. It's 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 me. We were on like ten minutes ago. So okay. um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what happened. Then my phone was to open it. Shouldn't, you know. Um, so yeah, man. So um, coming to the gospels, and we see Jesus calling disciples first, and we see the disciples going to Jesus first. Then, okay. Right, do I lose you? Or are you still there? I think we might have lost him again. Not sure what's going on. By the way. If any of you are interested, you could go to the CARM website, and I did a chronology of events of the resurrection, uh, a possible uh, view of it, and you can go to that and look up Resurrection Chronology of Jesus. did it in 2008. How about that, December 1st, 2008? So, oh, we, we did lose him. I guess he was uh, driving or something like that. So, uh, okay, now, so every now and then, I stumble on something and what I want to do is read uh, something uh, from uh, Pius the ninth September 7th 1854 Catholic priest I'm a Catholic uh, Pope and oh man oh my goodness what the SETIs SETIs will say the set of vacantists they're the ones who don't believe that the Pope is a legitimate Pope right now but uh, back in the 1850s they, I'm sure they did but by the way, when I, I'm going to read this, it'll take me a minute or so. But if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. I hope you give me a call. And I did get that email, by the way, on that best mic. And uh, that's what I'm going to look at. Uh, I think this is the same one someone else said. But it's a couple $300. And, and I just, boy, I don't like asking for that kind of help. Uh, but... But we'll put it up, we'll just see. All right, nevertheless, nevertheless. Uh, so, uh, okay. Now, I'm going to read this, and I don't want anybody to think I believe it. I do not. But what I'll do is study false things. I'll have to study false doctrines. On, and during the break here, I'm going to go down the stairs and get the, the hate mail I got. There's the break. I'm going to go down and get it and read some of it. It's really good. And it's, it's the best, best hate mail I've ever had, I'm telling you. And uh, I'll do that. And then I'm going to read also this quote from the, the Pope in 1854 about Mary. Oh, my goodness. How could it not be pure idolatry? We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Listen to Matt Slick Live. I forgot to tell you that today is October 4th. For the podcasters who like to listen, we have nobody waiting right now. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to get, I, you know, I love heresy, okay? And uh, I was reading some of the stuff out of the letter to my wife, uh, the letter that someone sent me, I'm reading it to her. And it's, wow. But before that, I want to do, I want to do this, this quote from Mary. And uh, it's really about Mary from the Pope. 
1854, Most holy and immaculate virgin, O my mother, I, thou who art the mother of... Oh, I see. It's a Thou who art the mother of my Lord, the queen of the world, the advocate, hope, and refuge of sinners. Man, the, the queen of the world. Jesus is prophet, priest, and king. He is our, our, uh, our mediator. He is our hope, and he is our refuge. This, this is pure idolatry. Idolatry. Can we say idolatry together? Idolatry. All right. Um, I, the most wretched among them, now come to thee. Oh, come into Mary, you little idolatrous piece of... It goes on. I worship thee, great queen, and give thee thanks for the many favors thou hast bestowed on me in the past. Most of all do I thank thee for having saved me from hell. Can we say blasphemy? People say, you know, they they look at me and they go, man, you're just too hard for Catholics. I said, I said, official Roman Catholic theology. That's what I keep telling people. The official. And this is a, one of the popes saying this. Okay, I gotta go on. I love thee. Uh, yeah, I love thee, lady, most worthy of all love. And by the love which I bear thee, I promise ever in the future to serve thee and to do what in me lies to win others to your love. Wow. I cannot say that a pope who would pray this. We're only halfway through. I could not say such a pope was a Christian, was not was saved. He's just a complete blasphemous idolater. I'm going to go on. In thee I put all my trust, all my hope of salvation. What a... You know, the heresy meter is pinging way past the red, okay? All right, let's go on some more. Receive me as thy servant and cover me with the mantle of your protection, you who are the mother of mercy. And since you have so much power with God, deliver me from all temptations, or at least obtain for me the grace ever to overcome them. From you I ask a true love of Jesus Christ and the grace of the happy of a happy death. O oh, my mother, by your love, for God, I beseech you to be at all times my helper, but above all, at the last moment of my life. Leave me not until you see me safe in heaven, there for endless ages to bless you and sing your praises. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is idolatry. Okay, That's an example of what idolatry is. It's from Pope Pius IX, September 7th, 1854. So all I can say is... Uh, is he's a flaming heretic, and um, uh, you know he, he's probably in hell. Uh, see, I, I'm not going to say he is. I, I don't know. I don't know if he repented of, of this idolatry before his death. I don't know. But this is the kind of stuff that the Roman Catholic Church is pushing, and it pushes it in Europe a lot, and South America a lot. You don't hear as much in the in Americas this kind of idolatry. So uh, just tell you that Americanized Catholicism is watered down. The the influence of evangelicalism has really uh, seeped into it. But when you go outside the the United States and you look in, uh, you know, like Europe, I've been there, and South America, and you can see the idolatry that goes on, and it's worse. So just a quick example. Now, one thing doesn't represent everything. Okay, I want to make the it's called the fallacy of composition. 
where I saw one thing happen, therefore all of it's bad. It's not like that. But I was uh, was down in Mexico a few years ago and um, did a, I'm going to confess, I was doing a cruise. I love cruises. I love the water. So one place I can go where I relax. I can't relax at home because I've got work to do. But if I go out, out in the ocean in the middle of boonies, there's no land, then I relax. So anyway, we did go to port, and we went to uh, Mazatlan, I think it was. Um, and uh, so I went into, a, you know, they went shopping, and I see a Catholic church, and they, they just look at me, the people I'm with, they go, go ahead, because they know I got it bad, right? So I walk in, and uh, there were two nuns outside. They are selling trinkets and um, at a table. I walked into this church, and there were statues of Mary and Jesus, and there was this woman on her knees uh, I believe she was praying the rosary because she had it in her hand and she's uh, on her knees praying and there was a statue of uh, an image of Jesus on the cross and Mary just to the right as you're looking at it to the right and uh, and so she's what I could tell she's looking at the statue of Jesus and so um, she's praying and then she'd take a, a step with her knees you know and then on the hard floor and then she'd go forward and, and it just it just angered me you know it, it, because the, look what the Catholic Church is doing damning people with its stupidity and its idolatry and you know you got to do all this good work to be saved oh blasphemies blasphemy and so um, so as I was as I was walking out I tried to be polite you know I just I didn't yell I didn't do anything I just you know walked up to her and, and uh, in Spanish I said look excuse me I said, but um, I said, you don't need this. You just need Jesus. Just pray to Jesus. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Just need him. And she just kind of looked at me, nodded a half smile, and then went back to praying. You know, to this rosary crap. And it just sad. And I went outside, and I spoke to the two nuns, and uh, they didn't speak English. And, and I said, what are, you, what are you doing? Are you selling stuff? And they said, yeah, I'm making money. Well, I get it. You know, they need to have money to pay the bills. I understand that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I said, what do you do to be saved? <laughs> Baptism, Eucharist works. Wow. The, the Catholic Church is just teaching heresies upon heresies to its people and leading millions to damnation. It is. I hate Roman Catholicism. Not the Catholics. But the Catholic religion, which I know is is so apostate. So, uh, all right, we got nobody waiting, and uh, we got a break here in a, a couple of minutes. But, however, I checked the mail yesterday. I got this mail. Um, someone found my address and mailed it to my address, which bothers me because I don't want my address out there. And this person emailed me. I don't know, 10 pages of hate mail. So this is a concern. Um, and if and when we can actually afford to move, one of the things I want to do is set it up so that no one can find my address. And there's a way to do that. you got to pay a lawyer. you got to pay somebody to do some stuff that no one can find. Because I don't want people coming to my door that I don't know. And uh, I don't want to tell my friends where I moved to. And there's ways to do this. And Because I've been swatted. And we've had knocks on the door at night. No one's there. You know, it's just stuff. That, that's odd. 
But at any rate, the head, the, the heading of this paper says, Matt Slick, the false follower of Christ and pagan. So it's not good linguistics here, you know. So whenever someone does something like that, um, you know, right there, they're not really, they can't put their sentences together right. Are they thinking clearly? He goes, he said, by the end of the third century CE, Christianity and the new Platonic philosophies became inseparably united. Um, and, you know, this is just when people say stuff like this, but uh, it goes on. The doctor of the Trinity, Christianity's self inflicted wound, and uh, by Anthony Buzzard, I think it's he's a one, this guy. And, uh, Always remember, Matt, John 1 1, we're not the world of Jesus. There's some handwriting. Maybe this person's listening, he can call up. I would love it if he called up and uh, just told me how bad I am. So uh, he says, look, the, the, uh, the Old Testament is strictly monotheistic. Uh, yes, it is. That's right. And the Trinity is monotheism. So what's the problem? So when people write something like that, trying to refute the Trinity, the tr- we, we believe in monotheism, Matt. <laughs> you don't know what you're criticizing. It, 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 you know, uh, now check this out. Now we've got a, someone waiting, but I'm going to do this, and then after the break, we'll get, get to the caller. What people have said about Matt Slick on YouTube? Oh, I'm sure he found some good stuff. Matt's argument seems to be, "I'm scared that God will hurt me if I don't believe in Him." Wow, I didn't know that's my argument. How about this one? When Matt eventually gets to his go-to brain fizz nonsense, now that's a good insult, I like that, Uh, he knows he had lost a debate already and his usual condescending tone reared its head, but I, but I dealt with it all, yeah, okay, I can't read the rest of it. Matt Slick just can't get off his god in his head, his little imaginary friend sitting on his shoulder telling him what to do. So this is the kind of, I get hate mail like this. And this was to my home. Now that's a problem. That's a problem. So, you know, good thing we've got alarms, done martial arts, and stuff. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get on the air with Patrick from North Carolina. Patrick, welcome. You're on the air, buddy. Hey, Heather. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, thanks for having me on on the, on sure. the uh, show. Sure, no problem. What do you got, man? Um, you know, Acts 2.38, when uh, uh, they were all baptized, would, would would that be fair to say that Peter started the Catholic Church at Acts two thirty eight? No, no. The, I don't believe the Catholic Church started until two or three hundred years later. And um, the true Church was, uh, depending on how you define Church, is the indwelt believers, and that could be in the Old Testament. It could be in the New Testament, depending on a few variables how we look at things and define things. But the uh, I remember back in seminary discussing or going through early church history and when the disciples went out to preach and teach uh, they did that up until about 70 AD pretty comfortably but actually in the 60s this is like 30 years or so after Jesus was crucified and ascended into heaven Nero was persecuting Christians and burning them at the stake so Christians were hiding and 
70 AD, the Roman Empire came in and destroyed Jerusalem. So that was called the diaspora, the spreading out, the scattering of the Christians all over the place. The people who were converted Jews, Jews who were converted to Christianity, were still in the area. They ended up leaving and going all over the Mediterranean area. And so that's called the diaspora, the dispersion. All right, now, it wasn't for another couple hundred years before the Roman Catholic, before Christianity started to really prosper and have a, a profound influence. Now, there was this issue called the Donatist issue. And the Donatist issue dealt with, uh, from what I remember, and hope I'm right about this, I'm not a historian, but I remember this from years and years and years ago, you know, go back in seminary that there, during the per various persecutions in different areas, there were Christians, some of them who had delivered over sacred documents, like copies of the manuscripts, to be destroyed. Because they were under persecution themselves when they gave these things up for their own self-preservation. And then the persecution ended, these people confessed their sin and they, they wanted to repent. Then it became the issue of, what do we do with them? And that was a, that issue in the late 300s, I think it was late 300s, or late 200s, I think it was late 300s, the then bishops of the different geographical areas came together to discuss this and other issues. And I remember in seminary going, that's where the beginning of the Catholic Church was, in its ecclesiastical structure, because it was already intertwined with the government by, at that point and started coming together to make decisions, theological decisions. Now, that's just my opinion, and I'm not a historian, but that's what I remember going, you know what, that looks like the start of the Catholic Church to me. And I never forgot that, okay? Yesterday, right? um, you were talking to uh, somebody about the uh, Jesus being baptized to be the high priest. Would uh, that then Jesus being the first pope of the Catholic Church if he was a high priest? No, 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 Catholic Church is an apostate uh, religion. So he wouldn't be... Well, I know uh, that's what you believe, but I'm just thinking, um, you know, it all makes sense. In Acts, it's after Jesus' uh, death and resurrection, and Peter, uh, you know, repenting to be baptized. The people there must have been joining a church at that time, and it would make sense to, to be the Catholic Church. Now, look, I'm not a historian, like I say, but... Um I don't believe the Catholic Church traces itself back to uh, authentic. Well, then what church was Peter Hold on, let me hold on dude, dude, let me, finish, let, let me finish my sentences, okay? I don't believe that the Catholic Church traces its lineage back to Peter. I mean, it's a, they can claim it, but it, it doesn't work. But go ahead. Because, uh, you know, Jesus told Peter, I'm going to build, uh, you'll be the rock of uh, the church. I think that's what he said. You'll be the cornerstone no. of the church. No, he didn't say that. And he gave them the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And well, he uh, at Acts no, no, no. 38. No, he didn't say that. You, you, you said something, and you're building on something that's not what, true. That's Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. But you are Peter right. is Petros in the Greek, but on this rock, Petra. I'll build my church, or not this exact same word. Petros means a small rock. Petra means a large rock. And a, well, yeah. A pet but the point is, is the Catholic Church is still around today, and it's two thousand years old. 
You're not listening to what I'm saying, dude. I'm telling you, that's a wrong thing to say that Matthew 16, 18 gives authority to the Roman Catholic Church about Peter because it's a misunderstanding of what the text actually says. That's the point about that, okay? So, yeah, but you say it's apostate, which you may be wrong because um, the Catholic Church has to preach some type of gospel. Yeah, they do. They preach a false gospel. The Catholic Church According preaches to a you, false gospel. You may be wrong. Do you know what the gospel is? Tell me what the gospel is. Well, the gospel is Matthew 3.11, when John said, I baptize with water, but the one coming after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit. That is the gospel. After the resurrection, Jesus uh, goes back to being the Word of God, and today he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit, and we are born again. So I asked you what the gospel was. Try it again. What's the gospel? I just told you, Matthew 3.11 is the gospel. All right. So you say Matthew 3.11. What I'm going to do is read Matthew 3.11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I. I'm not fit to remove his sandal. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You see, that's the gospel. Okay. Yes, uh, that's not what the gospel is. Hold on. Patrick, 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 hold on, Patrick. Okay, I know who you are. I know you're a false teacher. Okay, I know you. According now, I'm just to you. But Patrick, I'm going to show you from the Word of God. You said what the gospel was, was Matthew 3.11. Paul tells us what the gospel is. Brethren, now I make known to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which you also you received, in which you, were sta- which you stand, in which you also are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you as first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel. The Evangelia, the good right. news that Jesus died the cross. Uh, the now, hold on, Patrick. Patrick, pa- okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up on you if you don't shut up. Okay, I'm trying to work with you. I go to make a point, and you just start talking again. Hold on, buddy. I'm trying to show you something. You did not okay. get what the gospel was. You gave us something else besides the gospel. The gospel is defined in the scripture, and you got it wrong. And there's a reason you got it wrong. Because the Bible says in Second Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. That's you. No, that's you, I think. <laughs> then how is it that I know what the gospel is and you don't? And the Bible says it's hidden from those who don't. Since you didn't get well, it right. You know, on yesterday's show, you guys were you were saying that Jesus was baptized, sprinkled for being a high priest. That's not true. Jesus yes, was true. baptized and John the Baptist could fulfill his testimony. Okay, we're going to go on. We're going to go on. We're going to go on. I know who this guy is. I've had hundreds of conversations with him in different uh, venues. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's uh, he's doesn't have all his paws in a litter box. And he and he does this a lot. He'll just say something. You go to answer. He cuts you off. Go to something else. You answer. He cuts you off. And and then he doesn't listen to what the scriptures actually say. And so his idea of baptism literally is that the baptism that Jesus underwent was crying tears. That when you cry, the tears out of your eyes. That's what the baptism is. That's what he says. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 so much heresy, so little time. Valiant from Northwest Indiana. Welcome, you're on the air. Hey, can you hear me, Matt? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. What do you got, man? Well, I'm, I'm not a false teacher, and I don't need to argue with you. I just want your opinion on something. 
Sure. Okay. Um, to to what extent do like the promises Jesus made to his apostles apply to believers? And then I had two certain like examples if you could go through them. Um, sure. In John chapter fourteen, um, first mm-hmm. verse twelve, when he mm-hmm. talks about the the works Greater, that we would do, and then in works, uh, yes. let's do that one. Yeah, go, go ahead. And, yeah. Okay, so your question is, what does it mean to do greater works than what Jesus did? Well, to what extent does that apply to us? Like, does that mean that we would do miracles or what? Well, it says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he will do because I go to the Father. This is a cryptic kind of a thing. And I think what it means is that we'll do greater works than a lot of the miracles that he did by the power of the Holy Spirit, the greater one commentary set will say this kind of thing, that the greater work is leading people to Christ to come to salvation. It's a greater work than walking on water. And that's what a lot of commentaries will say. And the reason I say that is because when you, when you go through this and, you, and there's possibilities, and I've gone through ideas, then I go to commentaries to see what others have said over the years. That's one of the main things that they say. But I think there's also something we're missing. And I think the possibility is that we actually can do miracles because the Holy Spirit who worked on Christ and through Christ to do miracles I believe he did his miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit the same Holy Spirit's in us and upon us and I believe we can do miraculous things and that's another topic of why we're not which I have to put myself under the examining uh, magnifying glass for that one but at any rate I don't know if that helps or not but that's one of the directions we yeah that verse. That's, that's helpful and then the other one was in the same chapter, verse 26, when he says he will, the Holy Spirit would um, teach you all things and bring to remembrance. Oh, yes. Do you He's think that the disciples just, there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't think that there's really any way that would apply to us? No, because we don't remember what he did and said uh, in yeah. the sense of being a disciple 2,000 years ago. However, by reading what he says, the Holy Spirit can bring to our remembrance the things that are recorded in Scripture. But he's speaking here to the disciples. All right? And, yeah, so, would I mean, there's no general rule for how you're going to interpret verses like that. It's just case by case. Yeah, I mean, something I would do. Now, what's interesting is it says in verse 22 of John 14, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord... Uh, what then has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us not to the world and he says we're, you know, when he loves you will keep my word and father will, will live in him and uh, who does not love me does not keep my word these things I have spoken to you while abiding in you but the helper you know, will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you and so uh, it looks like what he's talking about right there is just to the disciples and so that they would be the ones who would remember what was needed to be said and written down in the scriptures Okay. Yep. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate the, like your show too. <laughs> sure, man. Well, appreciate it. God bless. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Now, unfortunately, Crystal, uh, your question uh, won't be able to be answered right now because we have twenty seconds, and so it's just not going to work. Crystal, you need to call back tomorrow if you would kindly call back. And uh, the trouble with stepping out in faith. I would love to talk to you about that and tell you some experiences and some advice. I would love to do that. I do hope you call out. Call back tomorrow for that, all right?
Hey folks, we're out of time, and I do plan to be on Clubhouse tonight. I'm using my phone. I can't use the desktop set setup, and I'll try and do at least an hour tonight. And that'll be at 7 p.m. my time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, on Clubhouse. And just look for that's look uh, whatever it is. Answer your questions, and you can talk to me then. And may the Lord bless you all, and by His grace, back on here tomorrow, and we'll we'll talk to you then. God bless. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.